0: Tell me.
1: Nothing else will do.
0: Nothing else will do My soul longs for you My soul longs for you Nothing else will do Nothing else will do
2: You know I have to wonder Are we really up for these days? Yes, we're up for it Absolutely Greater is he that's in you Than he that's in this world I saw someone they put, uh, you know, before Hurricane Harvey, they say, bring it, they, they wrote somewhere, bring it on, Harvey, bring it on. You know, and he did. And yeah, he brought it on. But, but I thought that was probably a believer, you know, that said, you bring it on, it doesn't matter. We're going to do the will of God. We're going to stand. We're going to overcome. And so, I'm not wanting Irma to bring it on, but, but anyway, we're ready. We're for the task. This is a great hour in which we're going to live. Amen. Now, I'm a little bit pumped up. Is that okay? You know, It's better that I be pumped up than I be drained. Do you know what I mean? So when I'm drained, you got to pray extra hard. Because we're just people. We're just right like there. Aaron, you know, hey, man, let me tell you. We all face, you know, incredible challenges at times. Sometimes more than others. We're not going through any major challenge right now. But, you know, the enemy is never happy with you. That's a good sign. I mean, if you know that, it's a good sign. I don't know if the warfare ever just totally ends. You, does any, anybody never had any spiritual warfare? Everything is peaches and cream, and you're riding, and there's no ruffling of your feathers, there's no stirring of the waters. Is there anybody like that in the body of Christ today? No. There's peace in the midst of the storm, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because. I wanted to go back. I know that we've looked at some of this in the past. It's been a year or two or three ago. I can't even remember. But I I saw some fresh things. And I want to look at, before we get to something else, maybe this is something God's doing in this hour. I'm going to preach in threes. There will be like three parts, three messages. I don't know. This is a new season. I've never been here before. You know, you don't want to just go by what you've had all your life. You know what I'm talking about. This is a new day. A new day. And we 've never been this way before, and uh, but we are going to see god 's glory, so anyway, what about what is God saying in the midst of storms? You know there are some people that would even challenge you if you were to dare say that God was behind Harvey and God was is behind Irma. but the problem is, and I understand that, especially when someone loses their life and properties you know, destroyed, you know, it's really, it's a shaky ground. You, you have to, well, listen, we're not standing on shaky ground. We're standing on solid ground because it's not about our opinion. I didn't sign up for this to preach the word of God, to preach the word of David. I mean, if you know that, it's not our opinions. Everybody has an opinion. I've heard some of them this week. Some people say, oh, God's never, you know, never in the storm. And then you have the other side, well, he's just coming to get you because he's angry. So you have all, you know, you have the extremes. What does God say about it? Well, there's a lot in the Word. So can I show with, can I share with you? And that way you can write it down. I started to make some notes. I didn't. I thought about it when I was on my tractor yesterday mowing my yard and then I forgot about it. So just make your own notes this morning, you know, just write it down because you may, people may be asking you, why is all this stuff happening? This is not the end. There's a lot of things. We're living in a time of birth pains. Say birth pains. How I many of you know birth pains increase? They kind of rev it up until the big explosion comes, till the water breaks i got to tell you one story. Can I do that? If I must. (laughs) Because I'm trying not to get too serious, you know. I'm pastoring my first church in West Virginia. I've shared this before. I'm a young pastor, single. I don't know anything. I come from Louisiana. It's snowing in West Virginia. It's horrible. I want to leave the day I get there. Because I'm always getting stuck. You know, I don't know how to drive in the snow. I'm all by myself. I live in a dumpy trailer. You know, it's just sad. I'm sad. I'm just telling you the way it was. I'm sad. I cry out to God, you know. But anyway, I get woke up. It's probably 1, 2 in the morning, I don't know. And they say, Pastor David, so-and-so's water has broke. That's all they said. I just woke up. My first thought was... Oh no, there's a flood Another flood has come to West Virginia Because we just had a flood in Philippi There was a great flood in Philippi, West Virginia So my thought was Oh no, there's a flood The water's broke And I, you know, I prayed about it Went back to sleep And then I told somebody the next day did you hear the water broke? Yeah, we know all about it There's a baby, you know And anyway, I just Oh, that's what she was talking about I didn't know. They didn't teach me that down in Louisiana. I didn't know anything about that. I don't know how I missed it. But anyway, okay, now that there's no pride left, that's good. We we humble ourselves, just confess, you know. Now I know what it means, I think. Can you explain to me later on exactly what that... Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, let's stay to the subject. What is God saying in storms? It's a serious time. Now, the first thing is, because people will say, now, did not Jesus rebuke the storm? And then he told his disciples, he rebuked his disciples, what are you, you of little faith? And I thought about that. Well, God, that's a pretty good, you know, uh, standard. And then he reminded me, yes, I told them we were going to the other side. The storms were seeking to hinder them from fulfilling the word that I'd spoken to them. And when that happens, you have absolute authority to rebuke the storms. If the enemy's trying to hinder you from what God said you were to be doing or where you're to be going, you have authority to remove that mountain. Amen. Does that make sense? In fact, I think we should err on that side unless God gives us another Direction, or he gives us wisdom. But what about the storms, you know, that are facing, this nation is facing right now? And as I said, it's not politically correct to say that God has his way in the storm. But guess what? There's a scripture. Psalm, uh, no, Nahum, chapter 1, verse 3. How many of you know what that verse says? Nahum, chapter 1, verse 3. Anybody? Okay, listen to this. The the Lord is slow to anger. How many of you know that? And great in power. He's going to show His power. And He will, now listen to the rest, and will not at all acquit the wicked. God's eventually, justice is going to be served. How many of you know that? Ecclesiastes says, though a sinner sins a hundred times or whatever, they basically think they're going to get away with it. And though the the axe has not fallen, they believe they can continue in their sin. But there's going to come a day of reckoning How many of you know that? There's a day of judgment There's a day we will answer You know, Americans don't want to know That you're going to be held accountable There are choices But what follows our choices? Consequences There's consequences to the choices that we make Amen, everybody in agreement Okay, so And he will not at all acquit the wicked And then it says, the Lord has his way Say his way in the whirlwind and in the storm now there are other scriptures that support this as well it's not just picking one scripture out for example psalm 147 verse 16 says he gives snow like wool he scatters the frost like ashes he casts out his hail his hail like morsels Who can stand before His cold? He sends out His Word and melts them. He causes His wind to blow and the waters flow. So who causes the wind to blow and the waters to flow? All right? It's God. He's sovereign. And then another, Psalm 148. Fire and hell, snow and clouds, stormy wind, fulfilling His Word. What does it mean to fulfill the Word? You're carrying it out. And so... There's another place, Psalm 1. God is addressing how the people had refused Him. They had ignored Him. They they, they said no to His counsel, to His rebuke, even though He had stretched out His hand. And then God, who is wisdom. How How many of you know He's wisdom? He is wisdom. He declares to those that rebuked and had nothing to do with His counsel. Here's what God said in the Word. I'm just reading. I will also laugh at your storm and your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a destruction, comes like a whirlwind. And then we see this uh, is later in that psalm, there's an encouragement. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and, and will be secure without fear of evil. You see the two, those that reject his counsel versus those who receive his word. He said, those of you that fear me, you have nothing to fear. How many of you know that? You're going to fear the Lord or you're going to fear everything else. If you fear the Lord, you won't fear anything else. Because your fear of the Lord is healthy. The fear of the Lord will deliver you from evil. You'll run from sin. You'll run the other way because you have a fear of God, an awe, a holy respect of the sovereignty and the awesomeness of God. How many of you know America could use a little bit of that? And we've been, it's been prophesied it's going to happen. The, God's going to restore the fear of the Lord. Now, I know a lot of people, before I even get into the main text, they would say, well, what about, you know, there are righteous people that live in Houston, there are righteous people that live on the Keys, The righteous people, you know, that live in Tampa. A lot of righteous people. We were with some this week that live in the Tampa area. But the Bible says the rain falls on two groups of people. Who is it? The just and the The unjust. So there are going to be times the rain's going to come. But the just have a different outlook on what's coming out of heaven than do the unjust. For example, the just believe, number one, that God is sovereign and God is in control. You know what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? How I many of you believe that? You believe, my God reigns. We sing about it. So even in the storms, we can declare, our God reigns. He reigns. He's not sharing time with the devil. The devil doesn't reign. God reigns. And then the just will know that God is good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. What does it say? And we know all things work together for good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. How many of you are called according to the purpose of God? Then all things work together for your good. Amen. Right? So, God is not a bad God, He's a good God, and we can know that, we can have confidence. Also, they understand that we've not been appointed to wrath. There's a difference in judgment and correction, right? It's not the wrath of God, but there is divine correction. Whom God loves, He does what? He disciplines them. Does God love America? Okay, so we're going to see that. Now, look with me if you would. Over in uh, Matthew chapter 7 I'm still in these What the just believe Okay Compared to the unjust But look in Matthew chapter 7 And you remember this Because the just are going to know They're not only going to hear the word of God But they're going to do the word They're going to build their lives Out of obedience to God's will And so you're living under a totally different standard When the rain comes Right Right From those that are disobedient to God. And we see this in Matthew chapter 7. We know verse 21, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom. But whoever, what? What does it say? Whoever does the will of the Father. Not those who do great works. And he gives us the example. There will be those who prophesy in his name. They will do many mighty wonders. But what, what will Jesus say to them on that day? I never knew you, why? Because they did not do the Father's will. They did what was right in their own eyes. They did what they thought was right. It was good works, but it was not God's works. How many of you know there's a difference? Good works versus God works. And then in verse 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house And it fell for great was the fall So what's the difference between the foolish and the wise here? The wise did what? They heard the word and they obeyed the word They built their lives They were obedient to what God said for them to do How many faced the storms? All of them I'm telling you The storms of a century You think these storms are huge? You ain't seen nothing yet. If I understand Matthew chapter 24 and what's to do, the word that he brought us, and what I've been hearing and what you've been reading and hearing and speaking all our lives, how many of you know the best is yet to come? The best of the storms and the best of what God has for his people. And then also, what separates the just from the unjust? The just are those who have a hope in eternity. Their hope is not just in this life If our hope is alone in this life Then we're of all men Most pitiful Is that what Paul said in Corinthians But we have a hope That's why he says Do not lay up for yourselves Treasures in heaven With the moth and the rust You know will come in basically but, Or don't lay up your treasures on the earth Lay up your treasures in heaven Right And the moth and the rust Cannot get to it Everybody still with me Say, I'm with you. You've got to be with me up here, man. I'm trying to, I'm going to press on here. Now we've got to go to the main thing. Say the main thing. Look in Job. You know, I'm, it always blows me away. I'm just telling you how God's word answers every single situation. I don't care what it is. Somehow, somebody planted that in me that God has a word for every situation. And it's from the word. And I believed it. And maybe because I believe it, God showed it to me. And I know He showed this to many others. If He hasn't, why not? You know, that's the way I figure they ought to be reading God's Word. It's not your opinion. It's not your opinion. I appreciate your opinion. Great opinions. When it's all said and done, your opinion, it's not going to matter very much. It's not worth the hill of beans. It's the Word of God that's going to last forever and ever and ever. Amen. I want to know what does God say, not what you say. Now, what you say might lift me up for a time being but what god says will lift me up for eternity i can stand on what god said what you said you know the first little obstacle i'll forget what you said but when the obstacles come you know when what god said i just i can hang on with what god said does that make sense yeah you could stand there forever listen i need to just blow up here for a moment we you know i just need to say pause for this important announcement I'm gonna explode we had an amazing week this week, didn't we? we went on Tuesday to see Rodney we sp- took some of our young adults and our youth to see Rodney and uh, Rodney Howard Brown it was an awesome time and um, I still believe in he's gonna come be with us someday we're gonna convince him you know maybe this hurricane will get his attention you know listen, Rodney you need to go to Moravian Falls it's coming his way you know but anyway we had a great time and I told Devin and Anna and you guys, I'll tell you, don't behave. You know, don't behave this morning. Just be yourself. Let God be God. And uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Because they had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We were laughing. I laughed so hard. I was, start, I was starting to cry. I was laughing so hard. Weren't we, Shirley? And I know Rodney comes up with these incredible jokes, but it wasn't just the jokes, it's the joy of the Lord. Listen, if we're going to face some storms We need a little joy You know what I'm talking about it, You know, that's going to drive the devil crazy What do you mean you got joy And all this stuff You're supposed to be depressed you know, Forget the depression I vote depression out I will not I'm not going depression You know, all the deeds Depression, discouragement, despair, doubt All that demon stuff You know what I mean I'm going to trust in God Okay Well, we better look at this What's the purpose of the storms? Well they're found right in the book Wouldn't you know in the book of Job That figures, Job But uh, no, it's actually a very encouraging thing Look in verse 26 Oh, Job 36 Thank you, you can interrupt any time You can interrupt, really, you can In fact, the other night, some, did y'all see the guy get up and just run around the room? Yeah. Right at the beginning, he's got up, he got to be took off, running around. Hey, surely. no, oh, never mind. You don't have to get up and run around. But uh, listen, I want to have fun. I want this to be the funnest place on the earth. People can't wait to come. You know what I mean? It's not because the guy's a great preacher, but God is in the house. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. God's in the place. And he's doing stuff that's unexplainable You know, people are being healed Emotionally, physically Man, things that have plagued them Are being broken off of them Things that have bound them They're being loosed from them Amen People are encountering Okay, let me get back Behold, God is great Verse 26 How many of you would say amen to that? Behold, God is great And we do not know him Now that's the problem much of America has forgotten, or they not only forgot, they don't know. Maybe because we've not shown them. They don't know how great our God is. They don't know Him. Nor can the number of His years be discovered. For He draws up drops of water which distill His rain from the midst, which the clouds drop down and, and pour, or pour abundantly on man. In other words, it rains. We're singing about that. Indeed, can anyone understand the spreading of clouds, the thunder from his canopy? Look, he scatters his light upon it and covers the depths of the sea. Now here's the first reason that God sends the rains, the thunder, the storms. Look in verse 31. For by these he does what? He judges the people. Now I think that's interesting that that's... Number one in the list Because some people think it's not even in the list It's number one On the list The problem is Is when people only read that verse And they don't go on and read the rest of it And they just form the opinion Well whatever comes from the storms That's the judgment of God You know He's coming to get even with you I mean you know you can go there And then the opposite of that is Is God is never in the storm. How many of you know there's a balance? There's a balance in the Word. So this is just one. Say this, one. But it is one. It is one, you know. I mean, it's not maybe God's attention. Because He did not come to judge the world. He didn't come to condemn. He came to a world that's condemned and judged already. Because of what? Because of sin. He came to break the condemnation. How does that happen? The only way he sent his son, right? It's the gospel That was the judgment His son took upon himself And he breaks that I'm telling you And I wonder how God looks At the, um, you know, the blood right now That's crying out I I saw this week there had been 60 million abortions In America In the world, the, the number is unbelievable and many of those in the world have happened because the United States sent people and threatened them. I, we were in the Dominican Republic a number of years ago, and our Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, had just left. And she threatened the Dominican Republic. You will change your laws To make sure abortion is 100% legal or we, the United States, will withhold your funding. And I think they, didn't they take a stand against that? They basically told her to hit the hills. You know, hit the road, Jack. You know, and there are nations that have done that. I know that's happened over in some nations in Africa. Where we sent a delegation and we said, thus saith the big United States, you will abort your children and you will accept transgender sex and we said or they said no so anyway we thank God for that but I wonder what does God think about all this you know the blood of 60 million aborted babies now there is forgiveness if you've had an abortion you know I'm always reminded how many of you know there's a new beginning because you know many many people they had abortion they didn't know the Lord they were trapped. God is a God of new beginnings. You can confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. Is that true? But I heard this week there was a lady boasting in how many abortions she had had. How many of you saw that? She was literally bragging. She was boasting. And she said her best abortion occurred in Seattle. And she was bragging about it. That was the best abortion I ever had was in Seattle. And I thought, God... Do these people not know? There's no fear of God in their eyes. And there's going to be an answer. You remember Abel's blood cried out to the Lord. And I can tell you, the blood of 60 million babies is crying out. And actually way more than 60 million because we're responsible for the blood of multitudes of millions of babies around the world. Amen. You guys with me? You got to go the route, the first one. He comes to judge the people. But how many of you are glad that's not the only one? And that's the most desirable of the Lord's heart because He is a good God, and that's how it became. He is great. And then not only do He judge the people, but He gives food in abundance. So it comes as a blessing, supplying water for the food. How many of you know if there's no water, there are no crops? There's no crops, Micah goes hungry. So we need the rain, right? We need rain. Send the rains. So the, the blessing of God. And then that's in verse 31. For by these he gives food in abundance. Verse 32. He covers his hands with lightning and commands it to strike. In other words, it's at his command. Say the Lord's command. These things The weather Is at the Lord's command This is an incredible thing You know if you read these verses You know what You would come up with You would figure it out You would say we, There must be a sovereign God That's ruling over the, the affairs of men And over the affairs of nations And guess what He is sovereign He is God There's no other God besides Him Okay So let's read on And then He thunders His thunder declares it The cattle also concerning The rising storm, chapter 37. And at this also my heart trembles and leaps from its place. Hear attentively the thunder of his voice and the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He sends it forth under the whole heaven. His lightning to the ends of the earth. After it, a voice roars. Say his voice roars. He thunders with his majestic voice. And he does not restrain them when his voice is heard God thunders marvelously with his voice And so the next thing, it's one of the ways that God speaks Now I shared this with you But this lesson left an impression on my life Some of you never heard the story But I was just a kid, a little kid, growing up, and up in Louisiana And in those days we played with cars What would you play with? Did you play with dolls? You know, do you guys play with dolls anymore? Do the little girls play with dolls? I don't know. Everything's changed. They still play with dolls. Good. So I'm, I'm, it was okay that I played with cars. So I'm minding my own business, playing with my cars in my driveway, having a great time. And I'll never forget. Now, I know this obviously had happened before. This was not the first time. But I heard this clap of thunder. It's like it was right next to me. Like, boom! You know what I'm talking about? How I many of you know what I mean. My first thought. As a kid, a little boy, Jesus is coming right now. I mean, that was it. Jesus is coming. He's coming. Secondly, God was speaking to me. And I got up. I abandoned my cars. I apologized later to them, you know, for leaving them. But I ran in the house. I ran in and I told my mom, Jesus is coming right now. Let's get ready. He's Now he's coming. I know. And she assured me, no, he's not coming now. He didn't. And he also, she shall also affirmed me You know, hey, this happens It's nature There's going to be storms But something was stamped in my heart That God speaks when it thunders I mean, I know that storms are normal But I'm telling you, God speaks He's speaking in the midst of these storms Now the question is What's he saying? You know, that'd be one of the things You know, most of you saw this But Harvey was heading right towards what? The city What's the name? Corpus Christi. What does Corpus Christi mean? The body of Christ. So where does judgment begin? In the house of God. So, and you can read Malachi. His judgment will come near you and then be a swift witness against adulterers and perjurers. And he lists all of that in the book of Malachi and and there are other places. But it's sweared off, swayed off, sweared, that's a new word. Swove, (laughs) swove swoven. Swove, swove, and swovey. I don't know. It just took took a right-hand turn. And it went that way, and it didn't touch the body of Christ. But it did begin there. And then, do you know what the name of this storm is, Irma? you know what it means in German? Say it louder. The goddess of war. What's threatening America right now? War. From Korea, South North Korea. And others, So you wonder maybe if God is trying to get our attention. And saying there are things that are coming you could avoid if you would turn to me. If you would repent, confess your sin and acknowledge me as God of this land. Now there are people, there's a remnant that's doing that, right? And he's going to have a people that's shielded and covered and kept in the midst of the storms. Knowing also that it is also true that the rain will fall on the just and the unjust. But when the rain falls on the just, they have a different perspective than the unjust. Amen. Are you with me? And then a- another thing. Let's keep on reading. Look in verse 36, or, or chapter 37. And verse 6. God thunders marvelously. He does great things which we cannot comprehend, for he says to the snow, Fall on the earth. Who says to the snow? God says. Likewise to the gentle rain And to the heavy rain of his strength And that word is also majesty So another reason Or thing that God is saying It's a sign of his majesty It's a sign of the strength of God That God reigns, God rules There's no other God but the Lord our God There are no two gods in the universe The devil is not God He's a counterfeit He's a mocker And he knows his time is short and then in chapter 37, let's read on. We'll just skip through this. Look in verse um, 10. For by the breath of God, ice is given, and the broad waters are frozen. Also, with moisture, he saturates the thick clouds. He scatters his bright clouds, and they swirl about, being turned by his guidance. You see that? They swirl about, turned by his Now, either you're going to have to take this out of the Bible... Scratch it out, tear it up and throw it away Or you're going to have to believe it America, you're going to have to believe One or the other Either throw it away or believe it I can't give you my opinion My opinions don't don't last very long But what God says is He's the one that engineers and that guides storms Is guided by the hand of God for His purpose And we see that Look in verse 12 So they swirl about being turned by His guidance That they may do whatever He commands them How many of you see that? Does anybody else see it? It got quiet. Why are you quiet? Somebody needs to shout. Listen, we're reading God's word here. All right, so it's not over, there's more. Look, and then verse 13, here's a good one. Here's how it sums up. He causes it to come, whether for, what does that say? Correction. So that's different from judgment. What is correction? It's the rod. Whom God loves, He does what? He corrects them. He disciplines them. So that's one reason. Or it comes for the land. The land is needing the rain. Or for mercy. How many of you know that's the one that I cling to most of all? God, it's your mercy. Because for the believer, even in the midst of the storm that might come for judgment, there's mercy for those who put their trust in Him. Because His mercies last forever. They're new every morning. And then in verse 14, listen to this, O Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. And so another thing about the storms, they are the wondrous works of God, the wondrous works of Him. And then he goes on in verse 16, do you not know how the clouds are balanced, those wondrous works of Him who is perfect in knowledge? And then verse 14 through um, verse 16, we read that, but there's one more. Can I give you one more reason? Look in Psalm 83. I just saw this. This is hot off the presses. Psalm 83. Now this is an amazing... I get, you have to see the context and then we'll, we'll read it. But the, the context is David is praying to frustrate a conspiracy that is formed against his nation. So there are evil workers in the midst of the land and they have a plan, it's the plan of man, to overturn and overrule, in fact it says do not keep silent O God, this is a great prayer to pray, when the enemy's at your doorstep Oh God, don't be silent, do not hold your peace, do not be still O God, for behold your enemies make a turmoil, they're making an uproar, and those who hate you have lifted up their heads They've taken crafty counsel against your people And consulted together against your sheltered ones They've said come and let us cut them off from being a nation That the name of Israel may be remembered no more Verse 5 For they have consulted together with one consent They form a confederacy against you Now that struck my attention when I read that They formed a confederacy against you In other words, there are folks right now tearing down the statues, you know, of those who fought in the Confederacy. And I saw also Christopher Columbus was torn down in New York City. But let me tell you, God has an answer because even that is the real Confederacy that's being formed against the land. But God has a, God is going to arise when his enemies rise up, God rises up higher. How many of you know that? He's right, God, your enemies have come in. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And that's what this prayer is all about. Look in verse 9. Deal with them, O God. Deal with them as you did with Midian, with Sisera, Jabin, and Endor. You should read what happened to all of those places. Who said, let us take for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. Oh my God, make them like the whirling dust, like the shaft before the wind, as the fire burns the woods... And as the flame sets the mountains on fire, so pursue them with your tempest and frighten them with your storm. Fill their faces with shame that they may... Here it is. That they may seek your name. Say, seek your name. That they may seek your name, O Lord. In other words, the ultimate purpose is redemption. Say, redemption. God is a God of redemption, not a God of destruction, redemption. His purpose is redemption. He says that they may seek redemption. Your name. Let them be confounded and dismayed. Verse 18. That they may know that you whose name alone is the Lord are the most high above all the earth. And that's, that's the ultimate right there. So what does God want accomplished in all the storms? That a people would know that his name is above all names. That he's the most high God above all the earth. And my prayer is America will wake up and get the message. That there's no God like our God. He is the Lord God. He's the most high over all the earth. So Nahum reminds us he's slow to anger. Great, but he's also great in power. He will not at all acquit the wicked. Unless the wicked do what? Repent. The cross is the answer. It's the only answer. And then he says he will have his way in the whirlwind. And in the storm Amen Now I'm going to wrap this up Because I know we went to see Rodney on Tuesday I believe it was Monday night It's one of those You know all night the scripture Out of Romans Chapter 14 was in my mind you ever, Have you ever had a scripture In your mind all night you guys, you, sometimes you just—it's just—you wake up, the scripture's on your mind. You go to sleep, you're dreaming about the scripture. You wake up, the scripture's on your mind. You go back to sleep. You, anybody else done that? Yeah. Okay, you have it's your, What do you think God's saying in that? That's an important scripture. That's what He's saying. It's kind of like, hey, you know, hey, this scripture is good. You got to wake up. This is for you. It's the word of the Lord. The scripture is the kingdom of God is. You know, it's, it's not about what you eat or what you drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I kept thinking that all night. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. How many of you believe that? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So just think about that for a moment. Number one, it's righteousness What's He talking about? Right living before Him. Right standing before God. What did He tell us to seek above all things other than the Lord? Seek first my kingdom and His righteousness. He didn't say your righteousness. How many of you glad He didn't say that? Seek your righteousness. No, He said seek His righteousness. And then His righteousness becomes Ours, He became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. Amen. Right standing. We are right standing. That's what we're to seek. Seek after. Seek his kingdom and seek to be right standing with God. Some of you said, I want to get a word from God today. I don't know, maybe at the altar when we pray for you. If you're visiting, you know, we have prophetic ministry, but we want to pray for you at the altar. We, we were supposed to be doing this. And I know that people have come and we got away without doing it. We got to pray. Everybody that visits this church, we want to pray for you. We want to impart. We want to release. We want to just whatever God wants to dump on you. We're going to go for it. But listen, we're to seek His righteousness. Then secondly, what? Peace. The peace of God. Now think about it. We have peace with God. How many of you have peace with God this morning? Only way to get it is that He went to the cross, took all your sin, right? And then you, I mean, there was a a dividing wall between us and God, and then He broke the wall, and the peace was made. Because man is an enemy with God because of sin, right? But Jesus is our peace. He's broken down that middle wall of division, and we can have peace with God. And then there's not only the peace with God, there's what? Secondly, the peace of God. Jesus said, the peace I give unto you do I give you. Not as the world do I give unto you. My peace. Now, does that peace remain in the midst of storms? Absolutely it remains in the midst of the storm. In fact, I have a feeling it probably, as the storm intensifies, the peace is going to intensify. God's going to prove himself faithful to his people who put their trust in him in this hour. He is the Prince of Peace! He can know no other. He's the Prince of Peace. And we're to to walk in peace in the midst of the storm. Now some of you are going through a storm this morning, and what did Jesus do with those who were in the storm? He rebuked it. Now that's one storm I know we can rebuke this morning. The storms that you're facing. We have absolute authority. You know, God may be stirring up your waters I don't know what he's doing Maybe he dumped you overboard So you'll seek after him He does that sometimes But he also, there's peace in the midst of being over, overturned You know what I'm talking about In the midst of the, whatever you're floundering in right now So let's just speak peace I want you to look at your Look at somebody next to you Just say Peace to you, my friend Peace In Jesus' name Peace to you. Be at peace. Amen. Be at peace. I'm speaking to myself too because I had a restlessness this morning. Peace. What are you doing? You're supposed to speak to yourself from time to time. You will rejoice in the Lord your God. You know what I mean? What does that scripture say? I would have lost heart had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many of you know that verse? I many if you would have lost heart, and that's what he said, I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Where's the land of the living? It's right here. When you walk out today, the goodness of the Lord, this is it, the land of the living. So, righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy! I've been waiting for that joy to break out here. I'm... And it's not about jokes. It had nothing to do with jokes. I mean, you know, one of the things Rodney said that really got me, I just, I like to fell out under. He said, we were so poor, He talking about when he was a kid, you know, when he was a little boy. He said, we were so poor, the cockroaches came to our house to go on a 40-day fast. When, when he said that, I lost it. I just, I, you know, I said, that's poor. That's very poor. When we were in Mississippi as a pastor, they didn't come to our house to go on a fast. They came on the house to scare us to death. You remember, they were flying roaches in Mississippi in those days. And, and we were in our bed that night, remembering this roach was flying around the room. We could hear it shh, right going out over our head and stuff, and there was a flying roach. Shirley was under the covers, trying to get me from out from under the covers to go kill the roach. You remember that? <laughs> you know. I don't remember if we got it that night or not. But they had big roaches in Mississippi. Big, big. these are big, big. You know how you tell fishing stories. I caught one this big. It was a huge Yeah. No. Joy. With joy you draw from the wells of salvation. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And even in the midst of the storm, we're going to stand. We're going to be a people of joy. And it's not always laughter. You know, you look up the word, it's not always laughter. It's an inner confidence and strength and knowing that our God is our God. Amen. But it is joy too. Let's just pray God release that this morning. I need, we need joy. I've asked the Lord, I've wondered, God, what are we going to be known as? So we want to be a people of love, obviously. That's big time, right? Number one, you know, Bob said, did you learn to love that was the message. It's dug into the ground. And you remember sadhu 's challenge. i got to go after the scroll. The original purpose. There is some original purpose as a place of refuge. Hiding Jews, Christians. We, we all know that's a part of it. All this stuff, you know. But there's a lot of stuff I hadn't read on that scroll yet. So maybe if I had my choice. God, if you gave me my choice, you know what I mean. And I could read... If I could read between the lines. One of them, on the purpose of Moravian Falls and the people that have been gathered there, is that they would be a people full of great joy. You know, great joy. Regardless of what comes our way. You know, because it's not determined by what happens. The storms, they don't determine. It's the, it's the peace in the heart. So Lord, I just ask you, why don't we just agree together? Lord, we ask you, that one of our trademarks, in fact, did you not pray that your joy would be full? Yeah. You already prayed that for us. So obviously it's not something we're trying to think of. It's something you said we're to walk in. So we want to draw from the wells of salvation. Lord, would you release the joy of the Lord? Yeah. The anointing for joy in this house, in this people, in our families, in our walk day every day, in Walmart. God, would you just break out in joy in the midst of all the depression out there. God, we ask you, come reign as joy in Jesus' name. Now, if you receive that, say, Lord, I receive. it. I receive. No, Lord, we receive. it, And we thank you. We thank you. And Lord, we believe we're going to see evidence of that. Lord, you got to do it because my jokes ain't going to do it. So you got to do it, and I know it's not about what happens exactly right now. We we've already been there and done that. We've been around church a long time. We know it's not about what happens here; it's about what happens when you go out there. But still, Lord, we like a little bit around the altar as well. So we thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Now, do you guys understand those all those points about the storm? Judgment was first, but it was not the only, just one of many. What was there, about eight or nine or ten things there? So when they tell you it's a big bad God blowing his nostrils, man, you'd only really know part of the story. First of all, you're wrong. He's a good God. God is a good God. He's a great God. And then when there are those that say, well, he would never send a storm, God's not, what are you talking about? He rules and reigns over the earth. The, the waters are in his hands. He thunders his voice. Maybe God will back you up when you say that and a big thunderclap will come. That happened one time. I was preaching over in Asheville. I think I told you one time. I was preaching about the thunder and it went. <laughs> little, that's my little boy, you know, impersonation. But I remember that day. I remember. It scared me. I'm preaching. Thunder. We all stopped. God, that was you. That was you. It's him. And the God that makes it thunder lives in your heart. And he wants to make thunder through you. Bring thunder to the earth. Sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. That's going to be my prayer this morning. Okay, we've got to pray for those who don't know Jesus. And I'm going to pray for an anointing to release sons of thunder. A thunder in the people of God. It's pretty good. I wasn't planning on that. That's good. So first of all, if you're here without Jesus or you're watching, if 67,000 people visit our website, there's a few people watching this morning. And so we just want to, we want to tell you there's a God that loves you. He so loves you so much he sent his son, Jesus is what you're looking for it's not the drugs it's not sex it's not whatever you're looking for it's not money you could be the richest person in the world and the saddest person on the earth you can be the poorest person on the earth and the happiest person I'm telling you because the there's a God that loves you and he wants to come and he sent his son he's already come and if you will confess him as your Lord acknowledge him confess that you're a sinner Ask Him to come into your heart. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that God has raised His Son from the dead, if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer this morning. We're going to be amazed as how many people one day got saved in these little prayers that we pray. Because they're not little prayers, they're big prayers. No one can come to Him when you want to. You just wake up one morning, well, I think I'll trust in Jesus. It doesn't happen that way. God draws you. There's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And then when He draws you, you yield to Him. You surrender. You call on His name. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So let's pray that prayer. Would you guys join me? Let's pray out loud. If you're here, you want to mean that prayer. You mean it, and then we're going to have a time at the altar. You come and share And those of you that are watching, you can write us, you can email us, let us know what God has done in your life. And we'll send you some material and and try to get you in a good, strong, local church. But just pray out loud, say, Dear God, we believe in You. And I need You this morning. I believe in Jesus, that He is the Son of God, that You send Him for me. And I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. Forgive me of the rebellion. Forgive me for going my own way. And I choose this day to turn to you. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. And that he rose from the dead. And I confess you now. As my Lord and Savior. I turn from all my sin. And I give my life to you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that as I've called upon your name, your word says that I'm saved. Now thank you that I'm going to live for you for the rest of my life. Use me to turn my city upside down and my nation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to stand. I'm going to pray a release of an anointing to become a son or a daughter of thunder. Okay? So, the sky's the limit there. We're not going to under-define or over-define whatever God says you to you, that means. But what I, I think it means, it means His voice is going to roar through you. You know, the gifts will be stirred up and that there'll be a thunder about your life, you're going to make an impact. You're going to cause hell to pay note and to pay attention. You know what I mean? Darkness will pay attention because a son or daughter of thunder has walked in the room. Is that okay? So if that would also mean to me there'll be great favor. Great favor upon the endeavors of the people of God. Also, I would think it means, and this is what comes, that whatever we put our hands to will prosper. Okay? We're not called to produce death. We're called to produce life. Remember, Paul said, now thanks be to God who always leads me to triumph in Christ and who diffuses through me the knowledge of Him in every place. So we're going to go and release the knowledge of God. The knowledge of His Son in every place. So, Lord, just lift your hand. Just receive that. Lord, we receive it. Lord, I thank you for bringing that to our attention this morning. God, we we don't want to just hear the thunder. We want to be sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. Daughters of thunder that carry out the will of God on the earth. Lord, we thank you for the fruit that we've seen. And Lord, there's so many people with ministries that have seen a lot of fruit. Lord, we thank you now. Lord, we're asking that that would have only been like the third grade. We ask you now for high school and college type fruit. God, we ask you in the name of Jesus for much, much fruit. Much, much fruit. Lord, we thank you that when we walk in the earth, we may not even know what we're, what's going on, but we thank you that the thunder of heaven will be released on the earth wherever we go. And the kingdom of God. Will come on the earth as it is in heaven. Because that's what the ultimate is Lord. That your kingdom would come. That your will would be done. So I prophesy. That in this room. You are a son of thunder. I prophesy over you. You are a son of thunder. A son or a daughter. That fits together. You understand that. So if we can be the bride of Christ. You can be a son of thunder. You are a son of thunder. A son of thunder. And I release that. By faith. And we thank you in the strong name of Jesus, Amen. 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 We'll give him a clap, and we're going to. uh, God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Amen. They're going to put in some music. We're going to have prophetic ministry. But would you guys, you young, especially you guys that just came back from the Rodney Howard Brown meeting, can you pray for folks with me? You got a word?
3: Testify something. it happened the night after we came back from Rodney R. Brown. I don't know who knows who Rodney Adbrand Brown is, but he walks in a major anointing, and sometimes he doesn't have to say anything. God's just there because he has a relationship with the Lord. A lot of us received. I think all of us did. <laughs> I think all of us did. And um, we've got to realize sometimes when the man of God just prays for you, I mean, sometimes you want them to speak or prophesy mysteries to us. Sometimes all you need is the laying on of hands, and God does something to you. Something happened to me Tuesday, and around about Wednesday morning, around about one in the morning, I started to drift. And the scripture came into my mind that as we sow seeds during the day and we work the garden, so we're receiving the harvest and we're working in in the Lord's garden. The enemy does what? Comes at night. So now, what I'm about to tell you, it happened, okay? People see angels, whether you like it or not, if you don't see angels, doesn't mean we don't see angels. I've never seen an angel, but I've heard the audible voice of spirits. And that's what happened Monday night. I started to drift, and suddenly I heard a loud, bah, in my room. And it was like a... And suddenly because I was in my slumber, I just went, yeah. Yeah, you know, like as a side everyone will say, who's there? Like I said, somebody was knocking. And then suddenly I came to my words and I realized a spirit just landed in the room. And as that happened, a force hit me. And suddenly I heard like many voices. And then suddenly Rodney Hyde Brown's voice started to be canceled out of me. It was drawing his voice out of me. The voice of the man of God. I was hearing his voice disappear. And I said, you sow of the weeds, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I started to pray. And then suddenly as I did that, the audible voice of the spirit spoke to me and said, serve me. It said, "Serve me two times." And I said, "I'm a son of God. I won't serve you, you liar." The fact that the enemy can come means that he's intimidated. Just what the man of God said, he's intimidated by your life. He's intimidated by the decision you've made to follow the Lord and be a soldier in God's army. Yeah. Amen. So we received something on Tuesday, and the enemy is not going to steal it. Yes. Yeah. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 You guys come. You guys bless you.